Hello, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 26 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a Black perspective. We're very glad you're joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including online training, group coaching, and one-on-one coaching to independent writers, creative and solo professionals, and very small business owners. You can find out more at our website, teamowens313gcc.com. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking, in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith. Good to be here. Okay, today, as we're recording this, Friday, October 28th, this morning at 2.30 in the morning, someone broke into the home of a Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and Nancy, Nancy was not at home at the time, but her husband, her Nancy Pelosi is 80, by the way. Her husband, Paul Pelosi, is 82, and they've been married for forever and been a, a power couple for forever. But Nancy, of course, spends a lot of her time in Washington, and she was not home at the time. But when this person, armed with a hammer, broke a window, broke into the house, got into a scuffle with Paul Pelosi and used the hammer to bang his head and uh, so, so much so that he had to be taken to the hospital and uh, had surgery. He was yelling, and this is from the police, the San Francisco Police Department, where is Nancy, where is Nancy? And he was trying to, to tie up Paul Pelosi until Nancy came home, like he would know. You know, it might be a week before Nancy came back. But the point is, it is a federal crime to attack the family members of a federal official. And also Joyce Vance, who also has a great Substack, Substack newsletter. She is the, she is MSNBC contributor, but she's also a former prosecutor and she is a law professor at the University of Alabama. She put out an excellent uh, quick Substack explaining the legal things of what it, what's happened. She said that this person can be charged with both state and federal crimes. Right. And they will probably charge him with the state crime first, which is attempted murder, breaking and entering and all of that. And then uh, that, that gets him arrested and arraigned. And then the feds can come in, the state can step back, the feds can come in and then charge him with the federal crimes, which lead to almost up to 30 years in prison. Wow. But the pro- but the point with the federal is that that's if you are if you interfere with with a federal official while they are trying to do their duties, which is which is not exactly what happened. That's what he was trying to do if she had been there, but she wasn't there. So Joyce Vance was explaining the difference, and in this case, you it's not double jeopardy if the state brings charges and the feds bring charges against this person. He's looking at 20 to 30 years in jail. People who 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 do those, do those kinds of things looked at his internet and his social media, and he is totally, totally, totally a conspiracy theorist and things like that. 
I mean, totally off the wall. And so, of course, Fox News is downplaying. They don't say anything about what, what's been found on his social media. And some of the Republican officials, first they did the usual thoughts and prayers, et cetera, et cetera. But even people like Rana, Rana Romney McDaniel, who is the head of the uh, Republican Committee, Republican Party, Republican Committee or whatever. She said, oh, that's too bad. How about we just send her home to be with her husband for good? Things like that. And, and the Republicans and Fox News have been saying snarky things like that because they know, although they will never admit it, they know that especially over the past few years since Trump got into office, they have been promoting this kind of violence. And for those Republicans who are not outwardly promoting the violence, they are silent on when the, the violence occurs. And that's the big thing. I mean, think because they, they had a report today that in two th- that the, the, the amount of of threats against elected officials has almost tripled during right. the time that Trump was in office. It was it was somewhere over three thousand mm-hmm. in two thousand seventeen. It's over nine thousand. Nine thousand, almost ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people ask the question, well, she's the speaker of the house and third in line to the presidency right after the vice president. Where is her security? And so they were talking about that today. Because she was not at the house, the security level was lower. If she had been there, there would have been a higher security level. And Spouses and all don't have the security level that the actual uh, federal official has. The first lady and the second gentleman have more security because they're married to the president and the vice president. But so her husband has a little bit of security, which is why the police were able to get there so fast, but doesn't have the high level security that you would expect. My question is, oh, I found out also that they do, um, a federal, uh, Congress people do get a stipend for, for fortifying their home. My question is, why don't they have the kind of windows that people can't break into with a hammer? And she lives on the corner. And first people say, well, maybe it was just somebody trying to break into the house because she lives on the corner. No, not at 2.30 in the morning with a hammer. And screaming, where's Nancy? And screaming, where's Nancy? <laughs> exactly. So that's what, and that happened at 2.30 this morning. And he was taken to the hospital. Luckily, his injuries, although bad, are not life-threatening. But he did have to have surgery, and he is 82 years old. So this this is just a culmination, another culmination, I should say, of the political violence that Trump and his minions have been stoking. This is what they want. They want political violence. While they turn around and say that the Democrats and the Black Lives Matter, we're, we're, we're the ones who are violent and rioting. But it is them and the domestic terrorists you know, that, that they are fomenting, like the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and things like that. They are the ones that are doing this kind of thing. And I was explaining to Keith when I was looking, listening to um, the different levels of uh, security, how the Congress people have to have security all the time, especially the well-known ones, have to have security all the time. And somebody was saying earlier on MSNBC, I just watched part of it, that most Congress people have two homes. They have one in Washington, D.C., and they have one in their home district. And there's, and there's just not enough people or police officers or Capitol Police to watch both of their residences, plus, and then also protect them in their offices. Well, that's, like, that's the job of the Capitol right, Police. Right. Well, there's also because the Capitol Police are, are, are vastly underfunded and vastly understaffed. Right. Yeah, that was part of that report. Well, I mean, that, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the same report. There's in the Capitol Police, Capitol Police are very much understaffed and underfunded. And beyond that, the, the, the amount of security because of the increased threat. Right. Now, they, they always needed, like I say, for example, you know, President Obama requires a certain amount of, of security. Other other elected officials require a certain amount of security. Mm-hmm. But the amount of security required now has gone up. Right. Because right. It's, because now you're talking about 
at their home locations, as well as in D.C. You're talking about wherever they travel. You're talking many more members right. now who require more security. And they said they cannot possibly guard against all of that. Right. And there's 435 Congress people, 100 senators. That's 535 people. And the Capitol Police technically are only supposed to protect people at the Capitol. Right. But between the federal government and the Capitol Police and the Washington, D.C. Police, they actually have to have escorts when they go to the, to go to the airport to go home. Right. And that's exactly yeah because capital actually that's just in the capital mm-hmm. obviously what happened to paul pelosi didn't happen in the camp right right um and so that so there and so now you're talking security there mm-hmm. and then you're talking about and the but the whole the whole issue in terms of what they're doing because like you said that this is the violence is what they want right and the reason why it's what they want number number one because if they can't if they can't get what they want they're determined to get it right however, they, whatever, it means. violent means whatever they, have to, whatever they have to do but also it's because they they want Democrats to be afraid, right? And, right, and to right. a degree, they are they are succeeding. Mm-hmm. Well, they've the number of of elected people who are what we call candidates. No, not no. candidates. People count the votes. Right. Oh, yeah, the election, uh, election, election workers, workers. Election workers, they've lost more than 30% right. nationwide. Right, right, right. And people are scared. <clears throat> and, 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 it's, and just the, pe- the election workers, that's bad enough, but also the folks who are in charge. Right. And the whole process is not a simple affair. Right. The, the, the person coordinating, so when you start losing the institutional knowledge, mm-hmm. which right. is what they were talking and, about. And some of, these people, some of these election workers and the people, in charge, they've been doing this for 10, 15, well, 20 years. years. Exactly. And so they, they not, and so, so when you start With losing... With never a problem right. until 2020. So when you start losing all these people, then that causes a problem for the entire system. Right. And and so the, so the, when you start trying to find out who won, you'll never know. Right. Because the person who's responsible, who knows how to tabulate, who knows how to coordinate this whole effort, those people are gone. Right. Because they're all getting threatened. But And then you have... The stories now, of course, about the the weaponized poll watchers, right? Right. Uh, armed right. poll, armed right. poll watchers. But the whole idea, idea is that's what they want. They want complete chaos. And number one, that's because they 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 they're in love with the whole uh, fascist ideal, authoritarian, so authoritarian mm-hmm. life. So they love that. They, they to them, it's all they all they're almost like living in their favorite comic mm-hmm, book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The other thing is because they also have. They've known for a long while if they do if they they cannot possibly win if they play fair right and they and, know on, that. and on their policies and, which are and, non-existent right they right well they have no policies they mm-hmm. know so the only way they can do this is if they can you know, rig the elections mm-hmm. and do all of that in addition if they can succeed in scaring enough people away from mm-hmm. the polls causing enough distraction causing enough every kind of a problem that they can cause this is all part of that and, <clears throat> but like I said we don't want to stray too far but from Pelosi but at the same time there's only so much we know right, right now right. But, mean, but, 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 and, but they're the, also intertwined that, Be, that, that's the whole point and, and the Republicans are the ones who are stoking this Ted Cruz said the other yesterday or, or because they're already trying to foment conspiracy theories about the election which hasn't even it's not even election day but Ted Cruz asked the question how come it's only in Democrat, they don't call it Democratic, in Democrat cities that they can't get their votes counted for two or three days. There's a reason for that because the Republicans in many states, including Michigan, have said that the, the early votes, the mail-in votes, and the absentee votes, votes cannot, they can't even start counting them until after the polls have right. closed at 8 o'clock on election night. In some states, you can't even process them. Until election day. day right. So on election day, they're sitting on tens of thousands of 
absentee or mail-in ballots just sitting there that can't even be processed until uh, election day, then once they're processed, then they can start counting them. That's why the election election is not decided for three or four days after election day. And, and Trump and all that want to go back to, okay, everybody just votes on election day, no, 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 nothing early. And that goes back to back in the 1700s and 1800s when election day was set on the first Tuesday after the first Monday because in November, because that was after the harvest. And they didn't have it on Monday because people had to travel by horse, usually a whole day, to get to their voting place. And they didn't want them traveling on Sunday because Sunday was church day. It goes all the way back to that. And it wasn't. And But meanwhile, over the last 20, 30 years, states like Oregon and Oregon, Hawaii, and I think one other state, I can't remember whether it's my, uh, Wyoming, have had ma all mail-in ballots for years and years, and there was never a problem. It wasn't a problem until 2020 when the number of people using absentee and mail-in ballots quadrupled, and they were mostly Democrats because of COVID. And then uh, and that's when they thought everything had to change. Then all of a, su all of a sudden, absentee ballots and, and mail-in ballots are the problem. And that, that's that's exactly. And this and all goes, goes back to. I'm trying to mm -hmm. do it with Pelosi. Right. Okay. Exactly. That all all of that ties together. I mean, all of that ties together. Whatever they can do to tie up the vote and the the, the fear angle, mm -hmm. the uh, saying the absentee ballot ballots are now the enemy. Right. Um, going against things they because they know that the those ballots can't be counted until after. They know that. Right. But they, it doesn't matter. Right. It's not matter. It's a, it's a matter of whatever has to be done to to make sure that they get in office by right. any means necessary. Right. And I think that and something else related to this, because I heard a commentator today talking about because um, they're they're trying to get a line on what this what this guy was like, right, the, right, the, right, right. And so there's the talk uh, that he's and and some of that is obvious, as Pam said, in terms of the 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 leanings that the Republican the right wing leanings that he has, mm -hmm. et cetera, with the, the conspiracy leanings. But the one thing that I definitely do not want to see happen, and I heard somebody mention it, but in terms of the loner thing. Right, uh, right, and, right. And, lone, I mean, wolf. lone wolf. They've got to leave that alone. Because right, they right. Do, particularly when it's it's a, it's a white person. They always come in with they they're 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 they don't really have very close ties with their family, not many friends lone person have you know mental mental and because they start going into the mental, mental assault, health mental right. health thing and mental and and that cannot they have got to short circuit that because the minute you start putting this off about this poor guy had some health issues mm -hmm. and I I've joked with Pam before about my, some of my favorite lines of West Side Story Officer Krupke you know mm -hmm. Officer Krupke I've got a social disease you know, <laughs> you know always but they're always talking about you know it's it's, it's a problem I mean right, some sort right, of mental right. problem and say no this man. To stick on the facts. This man tried to, you know, had was trying to tie up. Well, probably was trying to kill, would have killed Nancy. Right. Could have, possibly could have killed him. Right. Right. You know, right. Because that's the story. Right. If he's got other issues. And the story, and the fact that he has been radical. They, they were always, they're always talking about Muslims being radicalized and all right. that. that. But, right. but, exactly. but, but this guy has been radicalized because they are, they've already seen it on, on his social media and right. on, on right. his they internet searches. Up. They get wound right. up. They get wound up. They get radicalized because someone on MSNBC also pointed out that the assassin for the Buffalo grocery store, um, ma massacre, he was radicalized by the replacement theory. 
And that's the same thing that is on these Republican sites, on Fox News. On, and this is why Joe Biden said that's the 2017 rally in Charlottesville when these neo-Nazis were saying Jews will not replace us. That's run. what made him decide to run. And because he, you know, after his son died in 2015, he didn't want to run in 2016. And he kind of said, I've already run twice. Maybe I won't. But that, that, but that rally in 2017 was what really pushed him to, 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 to run. Because he could see what was happening. Exactly. And that's what they're saying. When you start to see, it's one thing when you're having differences of opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, people with radically different points of view arguing. That's one thing. Right. But when you get people who start to getting ginned up and, and where I said you're saying that the other side mm -hmm. is destroying America, it's destroying your way of life. Right. Or what the, you think America should be like. Right, right. What you think America should be if it's just destroying your life, that they are a threat. Right. That they are the enemy. And that's right. something that President Biden has try, consistently tried to point out. And some at one point he was I think almost being too soft, but he's mm -hmm. realized what the problem mm -hmm. is. Because when he was saying this is not who we are, right. he realized yes it is it's, who we are. Right. Well and this is what they were saying about Nancy Pelosi. She's been the face of the Democratic Party for so long, but 15 years ago, 10 years ago, it was Nancy Pelosi. She's a, she's a West Coast big spending liberal. liberal right? That's one thing. But to be out, to, to try to kill her because she's a Democrat. And, and, and there are some of these people, some of these proud boys on waiting for Trump to, they actually asked Trump, when is it, when do we go get, be able to kill Democrats? And, and get at Nancy, because they went for all, because apparently the thinking is among some of those far right groups, I'm, I'm just picking up some of this, but mm -hmm. is that, that she's the power behind the throne. Right. They want her more than they want Biden. Right. Because, I mean, because, and that's what they said, right. because they think Nancy mm -hmm. and Obama, mm -hmm. they, they have this cobble of pedophiles right. and rumors. Right. But her more than anybody. Anybody, right. Because right. she's been there long. They feel like Nancy's the one calling the shots. Right, you know, we right. get Nancy, and we can be helped to just take you know, cut the head off the snake. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. but it's all once again is when that whole it, it, that insane mentality mm -hmm. gets wound up. Right, right, and, right, and nobody's asking questions. They're just they're just they just get one. This is who we have to get. This mm -hmm. is the enemy, and that's extraordinarily dangerous. And like Pam said, that's what what Trump has 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 unleashed. Right, has, exactly, exactly. And uh, Samuel Alito had the nerve. To talk about well, people were people were protesting in front of my house after the Dobbs decision. No, protesting on the street in front of your house is not the same as going to try to kill you. I was gonna say nobody came in this house with a hammer. No, nope, no, nope. they didn't even come anywhere near. <laughs> yeah, they're on, they're the on the sidewalk on public property. That's the same thing with Kavanaugh. Right. Kavanaugh was at a restaurant and people are bothering me. They were outside the restaurant. He didn't even know they were there. Right, right. Legally protesting. They were legally protesting. Which they didn't come to try to kill him. That wasn't even their intention. Right. And that's a problem. And too many mainstream media now. Some of them are starting to get the point, but. This bending over backwards for mm -hmm. the both sides, right? This thing. both sides, and, stuff and it's just... like you know, think well, what what they have done. And Andrea kind of leaned on that a little bit today. Mm -hmm, when, you know, mm -hmm. what was Andrea Mitchell? Well, you know, you can you cannot make. There's no parallel for right, what they're right, doing. Right, right, right. This is not well. You know, what once upon a time, Democrat, we have never done anything, anything like, like mm -hmm, this mm -hmm, ever. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and they and they know this. Right, right. You know, so right. you're just trying to say, well, look at the things they've just said. No, no. Mm -mm, when you talk mm -mm. about, you know, we didn't try. We didn't storm the Capitol. Right, exactly. You know, exactly, we didn't go exactly. go looking for something. We didn't say we're going to kill the vice president. That's right. This is way beyond anything we've ever done. Right, you know? exactly. And so this both sidesism, it's showing up. It, well, it's it, it's been like that since 2015 when Trump first started to talk about running, and it's gotten worse, and it makes things worse because you know the two parties are not equivalent. The right wing has gone so far off 
the rails. Um, I never say off the reservation because that's sexist. Right. That, 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 that's racist. Um, but off the rails, they aren't even, like we used to say, we're the real Republicans, the ones who wanted small government and uh, big business and all of that. That, you know, that, that was, those were policy issues. But these people are absolutely out of their minds and they will do anything, including political violence, including murder, to get their way and to stay right. in power. And also including, we'll probably time to segue into the exactly. other thing that they will do, and I'll let you, you've done a lot of research on this, but in terms of disabled Americans, right. and what's right. happening with John Fetterman right. in Pennsylvania, right. uh, because the attacks on him were once again disinformation in right. terms of his condition, in terms of what it really means and what it doesn't mean. Right. And again, right. they're taking advantage because they're saying, okay, the, his speech is not quite right. So therefore, he must not be fit to serve. Mm -hmm. And and too many of people on our side get fidgety. And what takes me back to, to a degree, because that, the way the news is now, so many of the wrong things get focused on so quick and, mm -hmm. and again, is when a John Dean screamed. Right, right, right. That ended his political his presidential run. run. Because the man got excited. Because he won a, I think he won, he won a yeah, primary. Yeah, a major primary. Mm -hmm. The man got excited. Mm -hmm. And because of that, the whole thing ricocheted and became a big story. And the same thing here. To me, this is more serious. I right. mean, that was a ridiculous thing, although it still indicated how things get out of control. Mm -hmm. But it's the same thing here. Every, almost every headline is talking about either way it's focused he's not focusing on what he talked about right right every right. headline is, is talking trying to dissect what does this mean for his campaign run the fact and it's like it's a fair story about that he has a condition right that's fair you can't right. ignore that yeah. but once you it's been clear that this does not affect it right and right. we have every story it's like what did he talk about right and 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 Lawrence o'donnell didn't Excellent, excellent. Part of his show Thursday night, the uh, segment was called Painful to Watch because a lot of Democrats said it was yes. painful to watch. And in that in that segment that Lawrence O'Donnell did, he talked about even just this year, there have been three people in Congress who had strokes. They took off for a month or so and, and kind of chilled out and then they came back. And with John Fetterman, he had this stroke and it'll take a while for his his cognitive is, is 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 fine. Getting his words out is is, is the problem, right. and that's and that's getting better and better with time. And that goes back to Biden. Biden is a lifelong stutterer. You can overcome it, you can manage it, but you can never overcome it. And people who stutter uh, have to stop and think about what they're going to say because if they start talking before they've gotten their third their thoughts together, or they talk too fast, then they then they start stuttering and their words get messed up and all that. That's why Biden a lot of times will stop and think about what he has to say before he opens his mouth. That's not Biden. That's all stutterers. And there is, a, because of Biden, the kind of person that he is, he was at an event and this a man brought his son, his 10-year-old son, who was, who's, who's also a stutterer. And he, he pressed through the crowd and he, because his, he wanted his son to meet, the pre, meet Joe mm -hmm. Biden. And when Joe Biden found out that this 10-year-old was trying to learn how to control his stuttering, he's told his, he told his, he told his aide, get this, get this boy's phone number. I want you to call me and we will work on this together. He said, because when I was your age, I had to work on it. I had to work on it in my bedroom. I had to work on it in, in front of a mirror. And, and so he's telling this 10-year-old boy whose father brought him to see Joe Biden specifically because of the stuttering issue. That's the difference. So you have to remember that stuttering is, an, is a lifelong thing that you have to manage, that strokes you do recover from them. And, and so Lawrence said that Dennis Hastert had a stroke. Dick Cheney had... Four oh, heart attacks. Yes, yes. 
four heart attacks, three of them before he was vice president. And then, of course, there was John Kennedy who hurt his back when he was in the service right. in, in uh, as a Navy. And he and he, he had to take pills the entire... Oh, that's had, why he had the rocking chair. Yeah, he had extraordinary... People he had, was in extraordinary pain. They didn't know. The didn't know. Pain that he, was uh, he was in extraordinary pain. And then pain. Roosevelt, FDR. And, yeah, and, and then Roosevelt... And, and this is what Lawrence put out in the segment last night. You never saw him in the wheelchair. When 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 he would get to where he had to speak, right. some he would stand up and he'd be holding on to the podium with for dear life so he wouldn't fall over. And Lawrence talked about a young girl who was about eleven years old and her father worked at the White House or something. And so she was invited. She got to go to the White House and she saw Roosevelt in his wheelchair. He never let people see him in his wheelchair, and she kept that to herself for her entire life. And because because you just didn't talk about that, but so. When when he when Roosevelt would have to go catch a train, he never had like they do now. There were never any cameras showing people having to lift him up onto the train. Or they wouldn't they wouldn't allow it. They wouldn't allow they it. They wouldn't allow it. I mean, the same thing with Kennedy. Oftentimes Kennedy couldn't walk. Right, right. Couldn't, right. He literally was in so much pain he could not walk. Right. But the problem is, is that to me once again that points to the fact that this country. What we expect from people, the ideal that we hold and the reality of who mm-hmm, we are, mm-hmm. are not the same thing. Right. There are handicapped people who do tremendously well. We overlook that. Right. There are well, people, you know, mm-hmm. everything gets, if, if, when you look at, for example, every president, every president, until recently, you had, you had to be white male. Right. Every president has to be married. There right. are tons of people not married. No, an unmarried president will never get in. Right, right. The, the, nine times out of ten. Grover Cleveland was the last one. The last one, right. Nine times ten, they have to, if they don't have children, there's a problem. Okay, if they have, if and, and the fact that Roosevelt could not be seen. Right. Way, and had to, you know, stand up. Once again, that should not have been the case. Right, right, That should right. not be a case where if I could lose the election because people see I'm in a wheelchair. Right, right. And it's the same thing with Fetterman, which, which as you pointed out, so many other people had, had similar handicaps mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and worse. Right. So I have, but again, it's used because we... because. We're enamored with the whole Superman mythos. Right, right. I mean, everybody is not Obama. Obama was, and Obama had to be perfect because he's a black man. Right. Had the perfect wife, the perfect kids, incredible speaker. Right. You know, extremely good looking, extremely charismatic. Highest education. Highest education, extremely charismatic. All of that, all of, and then, and then he won. But if you're not, but then Biden, that was the thing that was holding him back because he doesn't have that. Right. And and he's, 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 he talks like what he is, an average guy. He always talks about Scranton, right? But he talks like a regular kid, right? Like right. That. That's mm-hmm. weird. And people, he's I mean, not an orator. orator. And, and but some, very some few people friends, are, not. and especially at Obama's level. Obama's, and, and 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 some of my <clears throat> friends, even who are Democrats, basically what they're saying was that you know, he's born, right? I'm like, I mean, is this really what you're going to tell me? Right, right. Is this right, really right, what right. we're judging? And this, and unfortunately, that's what happened. Right. And going back to the Republicans and Trump, and this happened like his first year in office. There was a reporter there who had cerebral palsy. Remember this? And yes. Trump made fun of him. He cur- Trump curled his hands and acted like he had cerebral and made fun of this reporter. And that was people, horrific. That it was, was horrible, horrific. horrible. And the Republicans—they don't care. They do not care about all the foils and foibles of the Repu- as long as they are in power. I said the meanness is the point. Right. The, the cruel. It's called cruelty. Cruel, the, the cruelty, cruelty is the point. point. And Eric Slawell of California, he that he wrote a book called The Cruelty is the Point. And so, as we get, uh, those of you who have already voted, thank you. Those of you who have not yet voted, think about what is going on 
and the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. There is a huge, huge difference between what the Democrats want to do for you and what the Republicans want to take away. If they will go with Carrie Lake, Herschel Walker, Dr. Oz, and people like that just to take get into power because there was some Dana Dana Loesch or something like that said yeah, yeah. yeah she said I don't care how many people he could have he could have had a whole boat full of women giving up portions I don't care all I care about is that we we take the Senate they don't care about who and it that's is that's honest and then that was her and that was she was that's amazing she, that. she was that honest she that's exactly and that's what, what that's what that's what all these they don't care about is but they're supposed to be the family family values party not anymore they could care less about any of that. Mm. As long as they get into power, they want to they want to take away support for Ukraine. They want to take away your security, social security, and your Medicare. They want to take away the student loan reimbursement. They want to take away all of that. And and you need to think about that and think about what the um, Democrats are doing and trying to do. Do you think the Republicans are going to do anything about inflation and gas prices? Gas prices keep going down, by the way. Even though the Republicans and Trump and Iran tried to work with Russia to hold back production so that the gas prices would stay high to hurt Biden. So talk about how important it is to vote. I can't really add too much more to that. That's just the... There are so many issues. And as we mentioned last week, the crux of it is, is is we know everybody always says this is the most important election. But between now and the election, though, these are the kind of things that we want to talk about mm-hmm. because people need to understand those kind that it really can happen. Right. And that's the thing I think that many people really don't understand mm-hmm. or don't believe that it really that every, all things come to an end. Right. Come to, that this really, if you think the democracy can end, it can. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and, and what, what the Republicans are doing, like I said at the beginning, if they are not openly supporting this political violence, they are supporting it by their silence. And this is what Liz Cheney, who is about as far right as you can get, but she's not a far, you know, she's not a conspiracy theorist, but she has started. Five hundred thousand. She's she's spending in um, Arizona to defeat these Republicans. She just endorsed a congressperson, a congresswoman here in Michigan, and because she said the Republicans are too dangerous, too dangerous. She knows what's going to happen, and she she, and she knows because she's been around for a long time. And as much as we did not revere her father, she is a whole other animal. Although she's just as conservative, but at least she's a quote unquote real Republican. So we're going to have to leave it there. But we want to talk about those two things that are intertwined: how the Republicans treat the disabled, and how they how their political rhetoric is fueling this violence, even even to murder, which is what they wanted to do to Nancy on January sixth. So we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.